It's the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you want to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm or to your phone's app stores and download Anchor today. All right, welcome everybody to the show. I want to bring on my next guest. You may know her from TikTok. This is Storm the Truth. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Renegade. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So how are things up uh, in the Pacific Northwest? Beautiful right now. I mean, I've had every four seasons today. So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was raining and wind and cold. And I don't know if it snowed, but it's all warm and sunny. I'm in a tank top now. Yeah, that's well. Here in Kentucky, it it got up to eighty two yesterday. Well, yeah, it was yesterday that got up to eighty two, and uh, this morning it was down to thirty five. So, oh my gosh, that's cold for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit strange for for going into May. Usually around here, it's already in the eighties and nineties around May. So it's definitely some crazy weather going on. As I would say, it would be weather manipulation. So I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> well, you know, with this, uh, with my podcast, this is why I want you to, wanted you to come on the show is to have people like you come on the show and give your story and be able to talk about the things that you want to talk about. Because, you know, on so- certain social media apps like TikTok, they will ban you. So, and I know you've been banned quite a bit. I'm on 53 account. 53 times. 53. So I'm at 53. 60. So I'm just ahead of you just a little bit. But, you know, it's anytime I, I talk do. about my son. Whenever I talk about my son, it uh, likes to ban me. <laughs> that's, that's not cool. I mean, TikTok, I mean, why you got to take us down? This is why I want to do the podcast. So this way we have freedom to talk and say whatever we want. So I'm glad that you're on the show. And I would like to get a little bit of your backstory so everybody that's listening can know your backstory a little bit. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so I, uh, I'm born and raised in Idaho. Been here our fourth generation. My grandkids are the sixth. And uh, being in Idaho, I was a Democrat, <laughs> my whole family. My grandmother was a Democrat Women's League president. So was my mom. And so Democrat in a very Republican state. And I was very proud of it, but I wasn't the Democrat you see today. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. Um, I uh, was pretty normal, had a pretty normal life. And then... Uh, I worked in nursing. I worked, was working on my nursing career. Um, was a CNA. I worked at a hospital for a little over four years. And um, I loved it. I, it was my dream to be a nurse. And the more I was in it, the more weird things I would see. And I'm a very observant person. I'm always thinking. And I could see things happening and they would brush it off like it was no big deal. And then I ended up getting married and having a son. And 
everything, this boy was born 10 pounds, 15 ounces. Um, he was 22 and a half inches long, big, big blue eyes, very healthy and breastfed and never really went anywhere. We pretty much kept him home. And at 18 months old, the doctor wanted him to come in for a, what they call a wellness check, which was new to me. I never really heard of those because you only took your kid when they were sick before. Right. And <laughs> so this was new. So I brought him in, they weighed him and did all the normal things. And he, the doctor said, oh, he missed his 12 month vaccines. And I'm like, huh, okay, they get him at 12 months. Now, mind you, I've never worked with pediatrics. I never worked in with children. And so I was very naive when it came to vaccines. And um, I said, okay, well, we better get them. And they don't hand you anything, no paperwork, nothing. And uh, in walks these four nurses with four needles. And my gut started crying and screaming at me, telling me no. And I was like, why are you got four nurses? And he's like, well, because he didn't get his 12 month, we need to do that one too. And so there's four shots and we just do them all at once. And I, everything in me said no, but I let him do it. And my son, we screamed like I'd never heard him scream before. And I didn't stop for almost five and a half hours. And then we tried to go to sleep and my son slept in the room with me because I breastfed and he spiked a fever. So I'm putting a, war a cold washcloth on him and I give him Tylenol. And I, he kind of quieted it down for a little bit. And then all of a sudden my whole bed started shaking and my son was having a grand mal seizure. And I pick picked him up. I grabbed the thermostat temperature to see what he was um, leveled at. And it was 106.4. So we rushed him to the hospital. They said, you know, he had a verbal seizure. It happens when they give vaccines. And I'm like, I wasn't told this. This wasn't a warning I was given. And that put me on a, a whole rail of trauma. <laughs> I bet. I mean, it's just crazy that vaccines d does this stuff to our to our kids and a lot of people don't realize the uh severity of these vaccines well they're I mean, not educated the they don't even educate nurses or doctors on the truth of them that's where the problem lies is the education is being they only know when when to give them how much to give them and what year you know to do it in they don't have a clue what's in it. I've had to educate so many nurses since I've woken up about reading the ingredients and then taking those ingredients and reading what they do to the human body. Now, and they, it blows as, their mind. As far as the ingredients, what, what kind of ingredients are they, they putting in the vaccines that you've discovered? Well, there's aborted fetal cells in multiple ones. There's tons of heavy metals, different types of heavy metals. Um, there's mercury, aluminum, and then they, they claim they've taken these out, right? Thermosol. They claim they've taken it out. Yet all they did was rename it. That's why it's so important that you go and research. I couldn't label all of them to you right now that, and I don't even want to, because I don't want to be 
responsible to educate. I want, I'm encouraging people to educate themselves because you cannot, you won't listen to me. You have to see it for yourself. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what instead of learning the hard way. And that's, and that's the thing, you know, I, I always tell people who are listening, you don't have to believe anything I say. I demand and I want you to go and research all the things that we talk about on these podcasts. It's imperative for you to learn the information, not just listen to it, but to see it for your own eyes. Exactly. Yeah, because I had to learn everything I know the hard way. And I don't, that's why I'm so passionate about speaking out. That's why I don't quit is because um, like with my son, I learned about nursing, all the nursing issues, not only by seeing it for myself, but witnessing what happened to my son. And not just because, oh, he's a rarity or whatever. When I, when I begged for them to um, test him to see if the vaccines had caused these issues. Now, mind you, he had that seizure and then had multiple things happen after. He is ha- now allergic to everything. He um, stopped talking. He stopped eating. He stopped functioning like he was. He was, he was always at a level of normalcy and above. And then after the vaccines, everything was below. And we, he no longer would make eye contact. He would, he would rock back and forth, moaning constantly. It was forever. He refused to eat food. He would only breastfeed. And here he was hitting two, three years old. Um, he ended up, backtrack a little bit, six months after they vaccinated him to about eight months. Um, mind you, he's 19 now, so trying to remember all this is fun. Um, they, it was February 14th, we went to go out with a friend of mine and my husband called me up and said, hey, Nick is throwing up and he isn't stopping. So I drove home and he was vomiting and diarrhea and it was a smell that you will never forget. We rushed him in, they diagnosed him with the rotavirus and hydrated him and sent him home the next day against my will because I kept screaming that he was still vomiting and still diarrhea and he only breastfeeds tried to explain to these people I can't hydrate him because he won't drink water they wouldn't listen sent me home on um, steroids so you know what steroids does is up people makes them feel good right and so he acted normal but I knew my gut screamed at me and two days later my son was in a diabetic coma Damn. He re- I couldn't wake him up I rushed him I skipped that hospital, went from St. Al's to St. Luke's, and they rushed him right in. He was in um, care for three days. Um, he was in the coma for until he got hydration because his hydration level was at a four and his um, blood sugar was at a 27. Wow. So they hydrated him, got him all repaired and everything. That's when I went back and looked at his medical records and looked at his vaccine they had given him the rotavirus vaccine, <laughs> and which entails they gave him the rotavirus, which is a virus that has, I had never heard of. I never heard of anyone, and I was around a lot of people with kids and, you know, never heard of this rotavirus. I, to me, that's what threw me into even more, because mind you, it's a, you really have to wrap your head around what is going on when it comes to the medical, because you want to believe they care and love and and are doing this for us. 
When yeah, you, you go would... and you're in it, you're like, you, it's hard to go back and say, you're wrong. Yeah, and you would think that they would be sticking by their Hippocratic Oath and that they would, you know, take care of the patients. And do no harm. And, and do no harm. And it, it just, it's amazing how we have allowed government to just come in and just take over every aspect of our life and to allow these insurance companies and these uh, big pharma to come in. They have complete death grip on our, on all of our medical. Absolutely. And absolutely. I call them the medical mafia for a reason because it is that way. 100%. And you know, and you're not the only one. I mean, I, I've known a couple of people personally that had let their kids get the vaccinations because, you know, that's what everybody was doing. It's required to for schools and all this other stuff. So they, you know, went along with the program. And now I know people that have kids that are autistic. Right. My son and, was diagnosed with autism. You know, and there's kids that are diagnosed with uh Tourette's and all kinds of stuff now. Well, you can look at the kids right now and see, you know, I'm 50 years old. I have a daughter who is 30 and my son is 19. So my kids were 11 years apart. And you can see that kids went from, I'm, I graduated in 91. I, there was maybe six mentally challenged children at our school. Now everyone has autism. It's like one out of 40 children now have autism. One out of 27 have an autoimmune disease. I mean, what is it now? One out of five have ADHD. I mean, it is, there is an epidemic of serious mental and physical health issues going on with our children. And nobody's questioning why. They're, some of them, when they do question it, they blame only the foods, not the freaking toxins that are being injected. 78 before the age of 18 is how many are injected into the human body from birth they get three and then they get more six when they're 12 and it just keeps going up to 78 if you follow that schedule you'll have 78 different vaccines put into your body and they're all the same and they expect these kids to react the same and the problem is kids like my son who have the mthfr marker is what causes a severe reaction to vaccines. And they know this now. They've known it for a very long time. Yet my doctor acted like that spot on my son's forehead was just a birthmark. He should have been educated and known that was an MTHFR marker, that that marker meant that he would have a vaccine injury and I wouldn't have a son that has these kinds of issues. You know, it's truly education because Big Pharma writes the books for doctors. They are in control the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, they all have control over the medical field and what yeah. is taught. And what was it like in 1983, 1982, I think, is when they had had the uh, pharmaceutical companies come up before the Congress and they were demanded that they wouldn't be held liable for right. vaccine injuries and that they were supposed to keep the VAERS system updated. That was their responsibility. Look where that's gotten us. Right. That's the 1986 Reagan Vaccine Protection Act. And it absolutely made it to where. And the reason why they even did that was because they um, were being sued so much 
by people having injured children because of the polio vaccine and the um, smallpox vaccine. All of those have severe, if you look back at the history of them, oh my God, there's the flu vaccine that they were giving for, um, what flu was that? Um, of course, I was going to forget. Swine flu. Yeah. So the swine flu caused so much death and and destruction that they literally had taken off the market and that's when they decided to do the 1986 protection act because they they threatened hey if you don't do this we will no longer offer vaccines and look we saved polio we cured polio and so they fell for it and now you and they don't and vares is a joke you don't my doctor didn't even know what vares was (laughs) and that's no surprise with the doctors nowadays i mean they're not educated. I have a video that I'm going to try to post on TikTok of one of my best friends. Um, she is a toxicologist here in Idaho, and her her name's Ashley Every. Look her up. She's freaking amazing. She speaks out. Um, she did a debate with a pediatrician live on Channel 6 News, I think, here in Idaho, and she decimated that that pediatrician that pediatrician was ignorant in comparison to to ashley and knew it we need more we need her like for a front and forefront of this whole thing with the with the covid vaccines and the childhood she's been on tiktok she's been on facebook she's tried but we are the you want to know who the most censored is the anti-vaxxers because we have been hated on since forever. 2020 is when everybody started waking up to vaccines and started coming and getting our backs. But before that, we've been spit on, hit, thrown things at just for standing there with a sign saying what vaccines do to the human body, what they're doing to our children. And we're, we don't even chant and we're yelled at. We are the most censored out of anybody. Yeah, and like 1997, was uh i had started working at the hospital and they told me how to get a flu vaccine to work there so i went ahead and took it and that was the sickest i had ever been Mm -hmm. it made me so deadly sick i was down for about a week and i told them the next time i was like I want to get an exemption not to take it because it made me really sick. And, you know, at that, that time, you know, the hospital was pretty lenient and they were like, okay, you don't have to get it. We'll just say, you know, we'll give you a they pass. Make us wear a mask. They make you wear a mask for like a day or two. And then they're like, we don't care. Yeah. So I didn't, I haven't, I didn't take one and I, and I refused to take the flu vaccine because of that. And for from 1997 all the way up to about 2014 2013 i can't remember whenever we had the h1m1 that was going around um that was the next time i ever got sick and it was just i had to go in get some tamiflu and then i was fine right the human body is amazing it can heal itself it literally is as long as you're feeding it right and doing what you're supposed to do health-wise, if we weren't filled with toxins and all kinds of crap, um, it can heal itself. I mean, if you ever cut yourself, you can watch it literally heal itself, right? Right. And 
that goes along with everything else. So when you have the flu, let it run its course. That's what they used to say too. They used to tell you, let it run it. Oh, it's a virus. Just let it run its course. It's okay. No big deal. And then all of a sudden they're like, we're all going to die. Like yeah, yeah. Got a, so much fear porno and movies about viruses that now people's minds are warped on what a virus is and how it actually works. Yeah, and it's funny the things that you can dig up to on people. And Dr. Fauci, I watched a video the other day, and I've seen it before, but him being on the on news actually saying back in, I think it was 1993 or 1995, that, you know, oh, well, you don't need vaccines. You have natural immunity. And uh, <laughs> right? once you get it, then natural immunity kicks in. And all of a sudden now he's, no, you know, natural immunity won't, you need to get the vaccine. Well, what happened? <laughs> oh, what what changed in that amount of time? <laughs> um, money. He got paid more yeah. to lie more. So yeah, and- to tell you the truth, man, what going to be going in nursing school and learning everything I learned, all that went to shit in 2020. Like everything I learned about was totally different in 2020. They're like, masks save lives. And I'm like, what? What? Wait a minute. No, but masks don't say who's saying this. And then I noticed like Snapchat putting masks on people years before 2020. And all of that was to lead us up to that propaganda. Like everybody, I thought nobody's going to fall for this. Every nurse in the world will stand up and say, uh, no, masks do not protect against viruses. But nope, they all went along with it and said, yep, they sure do. Two of them. We're three. We're a whole suit over your face. Like, oh, my gosh, it went crazy. Yeah. So quickly. A lot of the older, old school nurses now, a lot of them didn't fall for it. It's all these young ones coming straight out of nursing school that were just, you know, yeah, because that's what In, they're being taught now. They're indoctrinated. I mean, I watched that. Yeah. Going to school literally indoctrinates you because you are you have this authority figure in front of you and you're looking at that person like they know more than you because you've been told your whole life you're not smart. And that this authority figure knows, I mean, he's been there, done all that, right? Listen to him. And so they do. They listen without question. And they believe everything that they just put a white coat on and they're like superheroes to these people. And they don't. And me? No. Hell no. I was always like, what? That doesn't even make sense. No. (laughs) I've always been one to question that because I. Yeah, I am not one. I'm not a follower. Never have been. So where were you at whenever COVID started? Here in Idaho. Work. With your profession, what were you doing? Oh, um, I was a property manager. So that that was fun because um, the roads were clear and I could show houses really easily, except I ha- I never wore a mask and it made everybody uncomfortable. And I didn't care. I didn't wear a mask the whole time, not once. Um, well, I want to say not once. I did wear it once to see what it was like and it ended up making a girl quit her job. So... Because I had a mask on that said, this is as efficient as our government. <laughs> and I wouldn't put it over my nose, right? And I was going in for this um, shake, um, health shake. And they had it all made. And she goes, I'm not going to ring you up until you put that over your nose. And I said, well, I'm not going to. And she, and I did it because they're a small business, right? I was res- being, trying to respect them. And she goes, well, if you don't, I'm not ringing you up. And I told her the reason why I won't do it. And I have personal reasons and health reasons. 
And I don't want to say that on here, what my reason is, because it's everybody will be sad. Anyways, um, she threw up her hands and said that her, the same thing happened to her grandmother and just quit her job. Hmm. Just walked out and leather lady standing there was like, oh, my God. And I get it. People were fed up. Yeah. They had to force people to wear masks. And then they had people like me going against it, which only made their job harder. And I and I did feel bad for that. I tried to explain, be calm, you know, and gentle with them and really let them know how other people should be treated. Because mine was a rape and I can't put something over my face. I just can't. Mm. Yeah. And when I told her that story, it didn't go down well. Yeah, and the thing for me, I mean, I was I was working at a um, psych and addiction center. Oh Lord! And they got this wild and crazy idea that, well, why don't we help our local hospitals out and relieve them some of the stress? Because of course, our local news is uh, is a, is a joke. And they were spread misinformation by saying that our hospitals here were overflowing and they didn't have enough beds. And it was a complete lie. I knew people that were working in the hospitals because I worked actually in a medical hospital for years before I started working in psych. And they were like, well, we're going to start taking some of these COVID patients and bringing them here. And I was like, I have medical experience and I know what it takes. We only had two nurses in the building on our shift that even had any medical experience. The rest of them were just straight from psych and addiction. So <laughs> they're like, we're going to take these patients. And then they start putting the COVID patients in with other roommates. I was like, no, mm -hmm. that's not, that's not going to work. I was like, we need a negative pressure room and we don't even have the proper PPE here. Oh, well, we'll get us some N95 masks. So they went out and they oh. just bought a bunch of cheap N95 masks and they were handing them out to us. And we're like, I'm like, we're supposed to be fitted for this shit. I was like, this is, yep. I was like, you can't do this. And they didn't want to hear it. So they kept taking it and then wondering why all their staff and all the people in the hospital were getting sick. And I was like, it's because you're making dumbass decisions. So long story short, they ended up start talking about uh, doing the whole mandate if it was going to come down to a, a federal mandate. And they said, we're just going to beat it to it. We're going to mandate it here. And uh, fuck that. I'm out. So I just walked off and left. Good for you. I'm, you guys are my heroes. Like I was lucky because I own my own business and um, nobody could tell me what to do. Um, not with the vaccine or anything. And But I did need to make extra money. So it was kind of hard to get another job to make extra money because my other job was buying and selling things to make up extra money because I had just gone through a divorce. And anyways, um, so looking for a new job, I couldn't because they were all mandating the vaccine or a mask. And I I wasn't about to do that. So I lost everything like because of that. And so but you guys that were in the medical field and walked away. Uh, you're all my heroes. Every one of you. And I, I, started, work, that. 
And then I started working for a distribution center shortly after that. And they started talking about doing the mandate and they, they kind of changed their tune a little bit because we were in a union and. Oh, that's they, so good. Well, it's not a really good union. It, I mean, they did a little bit to keep us from having to deal with it, but it came down to where they started questioning what our, uh, our vaccination status was. And they weren't too happy with me because I was like, uh, that's against HIPAA and I'm not going to give you my medical information because that's between me and my doctor. And they're like, well, you could have just said that you weren't going to talk about it. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to make it pretty loud and clear. If, if this is the route we're going, you're going to have a fight on your hands with me. Yeah, you're trying gonna... to push something into my body that I don't want. And you think I'm gonna, I should react differently? <laughs> like, yeah. you're threatening me with a needle in my body. And I told them. And you don't like, think I should be okay. They said, if we have to, if we have to, uh, if you don't want to uh, give your uh, vaccination status, then you'll need to wear a mask anyways. And I was like, isn't that discrimination? <laughs> so they didn't like they don't like me for that simple fact that I will speak out and I will speak up and I don't care you know if I lose my job I can go find another one everybody's replaceable and you know jobs are replaceable too they are and you know what they suffered for that here in Idaho I know that at least um, because more Boise's kind of Democrat but um, the rest of Idaho is definitely Republican and a lot of businesses went down. We lost so many small businesses. And now people can't find anybody to work. And it's because employees showed everyone, you know, that they didn't care about us. And so when the tables turned, the employer, or I'm sorry, employers didn't care about us ever for a very long time. And so when 2020 happened and they lost all that business, they literally are getting their butts handed to them because they're desperate. They're hiring anybody right now here in Idaho because yeah. we're understaffed like in like bad because nobody cares. Right. And, you know, you still have some places that are just now starting to get their some of their employees to go back to work that were office workers and they let them just remote, work for them remote. Right. And yeah, it's just it's, like we're, we're three years past this shit and, you know, the, it's already been declared that that whole thing's over with. <laughs> so why do you have people so one of them are saying, look, did you notice nobody really died? Like, except for the elderly, which happens every time during the flu season. The elders always pass during the flu season. Yeah. And, you know, they they skewed the numbers. They got caught mm -hmm. doing it. Uh, yep. If you were in a, if you were on a motorcycle and you were in an accident and you died, you were a COVID death. Uh, yep, and that's been proven. Yeah, and, and it just goes to show how fucking, you know, tyrannical this government is to be able to push us into a lockdown and people fell for it. Well, to think if you think about it. A government, you know, power always corrupts, right? So it's just obvious that if they could, they would. It's the people that's the problem. The people are so lazy and emotionally drained, like the life force has been sucked out of them through all kinds of, you know, pressures of work, pressures of parenthood, all the toxic food they eat and all the crap that's in the air and everything you could think of is on us as people, right? 
Right. And then it, we expect these people to make rational decisions. They they can't, they don't even want to get up in the morning. <coughs> and that is the majority of the people. Like the the sadness and the depression that is happening is all by design. All of it. Well, yeah, I mean the lockdown just proved that. I mean, look what you did to the children. Oh my you god. Took- and TikTok really helped that. Literally, that's why I went to TikTok was in 2019. And we knew as activists that something was going on in TikTok that was bad. And so we all went on there to see what was going on, me and my um, hundred other um, awakened ones. And holy crap, plethora. And then a lot of it, you know, you're kind of just observing in the beginning. And then um, when 2020 happened, it all made sense. It was like they're preparing us for this whole thing because us anti-vaxxers knew that they were going to come for the adults so they needed the children they had the children at birth they've been indoctrinating them and drugging them since birth they just needed to get us out of the way for a little while and get their kids on an app that indoctrinates the crap out of them and i think all this and i it's been proven anyways but all this was just kind of a test to see where they could get away with a lot of the stuff how far they they could push us yeah. And so that was the test run. Now we know they they they've been saying it that another mm-hmm. pandemic is coming. So it's going to be that interesting. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what that's going to be. And there's been a lot of speculation of what it's going to be. And my opinion is, I think it's going to be like a adult uh, version of RSV. Well, and they were already saying that RSV went up really bad with the kids. Um, and I watched it happen, right? I believe in shedding of the vaccines. So um, RSV hit really bad in like 2021, 2022. Yep. And so a lot of kids were getting sick. And I, I didn't get COVID into, until September of last year. Um, they claimed it was COVID. I didn't test or even care to know, but I lost my sense of taste. So assume. And I, and that's because the my night job is cleaning and I know I contracted it from somebody there because I'm cleaning after people. Yeah. And uh, I got it in April got- of, of 2020. Uh, my girlfriend at, at the time was uh, sick and she went and got tested and she came back and she was like, yeah, I'm positive um, with COVID. So she goes, I have to, you know, quarantine. I said, no, you're going to give it to me. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah. So I had her give it to me. And she goes, well, why would you undo that? And I go, because I want the fucking natural immunity to this stuff. Absolutely. And she goes, okay. And so we didn't even quarantine from each other. We sat in the same room and everything. We just sat and. You're all drinking from her cup. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't care. We were just sitting in the same room, coughing in front of each other. (laughs) She was basically on her deathbed for two, two weeks. And I was out in the yard three days later. And she's like, I fucking hate you. She goes, you're, you're feeling good. And you're outside cutting grass and doing all this other stuff. And I'm in here on my fucking deathbed. Was she vaccinated? No. We didn't get the vaccine. Oh, that's good. At least she wasn't. Um, yeah, it affects people differently. It definitely kicked my ass. I call it a bioweapon. So um, I never doubted that this thing was real, that there was something being spread. To me, it was a bioweapon. And it felt like a bioweapon in my body. Like, 
I, I'm a natural pathic person. I know how to heal myself naturally. I, I do remedies. Um, I believe in fasting. So when I get sick, I don't eat. I let my body heal itself. And I take the nutrients that I need to eat and, and ingest to make sure it does it. But it, I mean, my bot, my skin burned. Um, my muscles were extraordinarily tight. Like, it kicked my butt. And I still did it all naturally. But when I overcame it, I felt better. Like, okay, I never had um, the loss of taste for long. I didn't lose taste. Everything tasted funny. Like, like crap. Like, nasty food. Everything was gross to me. Even water tasted awful. The only thing I really experienced, I had the uh, cough, the runny nose, the fatigue, and the fever. Uh, I didn't lose my my taste, not that I could remember of, but I was drinking hot tea with honey. I was just drinking hot toddies, like it was going out of style. Those are great. So, so I mean, that's how I just I just recovered myself. I was just using all natural honey and just you know whiskey and you know tea. Yep. Tea is what I live for. I mean, I put a lot of herbs in my teas, but uh, I definitely put a lot of zinc in me and I stayed hydrated. Yeah, it was a wild ride, but you could feel it. Like, I, I'm an old woman. I have You're been through. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've, I've had a lot of illnesses in my life and nothing felt like that. No virus has ever felt like that. Like, it was bizarre feeling. Um, but I really, I really went into my body to kind of feel exactly where it was located, what it was doing to me. Um, cause you, we know our bodies. If you are just really alert to your, um, aches and pains, you can Tell you focus on it. Yeah. You, if you focus on wherever you focus, it's going to be, get worse. Right. Right. There's a book I recommend to everyone to read and it is called you are the placebo. And it is, it tells you how um, important the brain is to wellness. You can literally make yourself sick. And that's what I think when they threw out all that propaganda, they scared everybody, right? They right. told everybody they're going to die. They made it sound like it was Armageddon. And yeah, these people, and a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> right. And they, every day, just like with when 9-11 happened, every day it was on television. Every day they were throwing numbers at us and who was dying and this and that. And the hospitals are full. We had to bring in the Navy, all the fear. And so when you do that to weak minded people, which I am not, I don't have a lot of fear. Like I'm a true fighter. I hate fear is not really one. I, I'll head right into that danger zone. Um, but people that aren't that strong. You know, it was easy for them. I mean, they're seeing people die on the street in China and they were watching all this sadness and they were waiting for themselves to die, especially the elders and the sick people that are already chronically ill. They're already sick. So their brain is already focused on all that. And so you add that and they're going to die because you literally can talk yourself into it. There's a you you've probably heard it being in the medical field where you can fake yourself into pregnancy. Yeah, it's the placebo effect. And they, and the, you're talking the masters, you know, the government have all the best psychiatry, you know, all the best doctors, all the best scientists that they use to manipulate our minds and our bodies. 
Yeah, I mean, Operation Paperclip, I mean, you had all those German scientists, so then you, you know, they breeded even more of them, and they're still around. Exactly. And who do they quote most of the time are these Nazi scientists. You know, they, it really blows my mind how people, you know, they this is all factual that you can go look up and see for yourself, and yet they they don't want to see it. They, they have this click in them that go, yeah, even if it's true, I don't want to know it's true because then it would destroy my reality and I'd like it in my ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I mean, you're seeing it being exposed in the Twitter files. You're seeing it being exposed by Rand Paul, just ramming down Fauci's, you know, mouth with all the shit that he's exposing him on, but yet nothing's being done. Right. Right. And that's because that's how that just shows you how much power they hold. And we've allowed it. I mean, the 80s, we were so busy buying stuff and and our minds were so preoccupied with material stuff and living up to the Joneses that we uh, forgot to pay attention to our government. And they've had free run for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah, I mean, and what it was, what, maybe six months ago, eight months ago, the the uh, Boston University announced that, you know, their researchers developed a more fatal version of the Omicron variant right. of COVID. And then you had a uh, university of Maryland announced they had a more deadlier strain of monkeypox. Now the question is, why are you doing this? Right. Right. And people are like, well, that's because they're just preparing in case somebody does spread it. Well, what if they are the bad people and they spread it? Oh, that's not going to happen. They're not the bad people. How do you know they're not the bad people? Right. (laughs) What in the hell, you guys? You got way too much trust and faith in our government. I mean, it's just like this whole whole thing coming up with Fed now. Oh, trust the government with our money. Look how how the money's (laughs) worked with our fucking government so far. They're giving it all to Ukraine. And people will be like, yeah, it'll make our life more convenient. Convenient. I like convenience. I like money. I mean, it's idiocracy at its finest. And they, I mean, they're and they're doing it right in our faces. And it's right. just like they're rubbing our faces right in it because they know we're not going to do anything about it. I mean, I've been talking for the past few weeks about Klaus Schwab making the comment yeah. that the next pandemic that's coming yeah. is going to be a climate pandemic and there's going to be a lockdown and you're going to lose your internet access. And the only way you get your internet access is if you get the digital ID. Yeah. What do we have that's up on Capitol Hill right now in the uh, Senate hearing committees? They're wanting to talk about the digital ID system. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Awfully convenient, especially when this stuff is supposed to start launching on July 1st. Yeah, isn't that funny? Right around July 4th, Independence Day, that we're all going to be taken over. Like, (laughs) there goes our independence. But to tell you the truth, we've not had independence for a very long time. So it's not... I mean, they're doing it, and they have to do it so fast now because they know we know. There are so many of us waking up that they have, they had to go fast forward and say, okay, we got just push on through and they're going to do, it's going to get crazier and crazier. There's going to be things that people are like, what the hell? How is this? And they're right in their face and they still won't see it. 
Yeah, and that's Not, why we're being that's why we're being hit in every direction. Every direction. You, know, you have a new oh. story about something that you know you got a conflict over here. Then you have uh, something in Hollywood going over here, and then you have yep. something up on the Capitol Hill. Look at the transsexual. Look at the trannies. Yeah. <laughs> While we screw you here, you guys pay attention to those guys. Yeah. Like I mean, it, the distractions are insane. Well, that means it's th- that soon. What I always want to try to get people to look at is that everybody's waiting for this one big thing to happen, right? Yeah. And so while you're waiting for that one big thing to happen, a million other small things are happening and nobody pays attention because they're waiting for that one big thing to happen. That one big thing is already happened. 9-11 was absolutely the beginning. It's already happened. We've, that, <laughs> we're under attack. It's already here. It, and when it hits your door, it's too late. Like, that's why we cannot wait on our and sit on our hands and do nothing. And there are ways we can do it without revolting. Like, we don't have to be violent. All we have to do is stop. Like, every one of us, gather everybody in your county that is understanding and stand at whatever capital you're at and don't leave. Stand there. Don't eat, you know, bring your own food and cook and make it a big old barbecue and never leave. <laughs> until yeah. they are all bring out the guillotines and fake ones you know ones that look like a guillotine yeah bring them out and just look at the government and say hey we're waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh to backtrack a little bit on that about the the distractions that we got going on i think what it is is everybody's focus that this one big thing's going to have to happen but i i think they're using that against us i think they're using the little things to be that big thing that we're not expecting they're and going they, to have I mean, absolutely all these, could be. they're bringing all these little things in and that's what we need to really be focused on instead of the big thing because that's what they're hoping we're paying attention to right they they're they're always well it's like allison or not allison wonderland but um the red shoes where yeah. it's the man behind the curtain, they've got us, you know, all these flying monkeys around keeping us distracted while they are completely destroying. I mean, just that, I don't know how you feel about Trump, but what do you think about his his uh, free cities or what does he call freedom free, cities? Freedom cities. I think I think they must have something on him. I can't completely prove that yet, but he's doing a lot of odd things that are making me start to wonder if they don't have something on him now, actually. And he's trying to get the people in the MAGA movement to comply. That way they can lock it all down and it'd be all, it'd be over. See, that's what scares me. Now, mind you, I've never been a Trump fan. Um, I had a hard time believing a man with a golden toilet suddenly had a epiphany and, gave a shit about the normal people. Um, so I, when I found out he ran, I was laughing. Mind you, I've already quit the whole government having any faith in it, right? So right. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course they're going to put, you know, him in it. He's a comic. You know, he's been on TV. He's part of them. And, but I really loved what he did for the MAGA supporters, right? I watched all of them just awaken and go down the rabbit holes. And so I've always been a big supporter of Trump supporters. Like, yeah. um, I I defend them as much as I can, but I do I believe in Trump? I pray you're right. I, I absolutely pray to God that you are the ones that are right and I'm wrong. 
but I, I have no trust in him. Yeah. He, to I me, mean, the Bolsheviks. He's from like the Russians in the early 1900s. You know. Yeah. That's it's exactly the same game plan. Just with him, I, I I agree. The love for the for the country, I think what it was for him I, at the very beginning, I thought this was just going to be a publicity stunt. I thought that he was just going to try and do this, and you know, it was just going to be another thing like the uh, Apprentice TV show, and you right. know, he's That's he's what got. I He's got the Miss Miss America thing, so yeah. If he can try and be be president, he is going to just make it some kind of fucking sitcom or a fucking reality show and make some he, money. But I think thinking about it, maybe he did it for the simple fact that he has a lot of money invested in things in the U.S. and he didn't want to see Hillary take it over and take the money he had. Right, and, that, and I pray that's true. But, but they were sure buddy buddy back in the day because I was a Democrat. I remember that. I remember yeah. him backing the Clintons. I remember it all. Yeah, and I think now that he's been out of office, I think everybody has to come to the agreement that's a MAGA person. He's never going to get into office. If they've cheated him once, they're going to do it again. Well, you know that. That part blows my mind that these people, these same people that believe that the the election was stolen and and that all of it's fake and fraud and blah, blah, and they're like, but we trust it this time, even though nothing's been repaired or fixed, we now trust it again to make right. the right decision. <laughs> what? Right. Uh, so, uh, Wait, yeah, they're, what? They're, there's some really upstanding citizens that are sitting in D.C. right now. <laughs> you know, they they're going to give us a fair election this year. No, they're not. I know. We're just going to vote harder this time. We're going to vote harder. This, this is why I made the video I made a couple of days ago, and I know I ticked some people off with it, but it's time to stop the left-right bullshit. Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. needs to understand, if you can't see it right now that this government doesn't fucking work for the American people and they don't give a shit about the American people, then you're never going to wake up, and I'm not going to take take and waste any more time trying to wake you up right there's sheep and then there's shepherds and then there's wolf dogs sheep dogs you know there's people that will never awaken and there's just no matter how hard you try they're the weak ones they're the ones that we're protecting yeah we're the ones as as shepherds are leading the flock to where they need to go even if they are fighting us the whole way calling us names you know, and, and the big talk was, well, you know, the Republicans won the House. <laughs> what have we gotten with them in charge of the House besides these stupid fucking committees and these little hearings? And all we keep hearing is, oh, we're going to we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But why has there not been one indictment on Hunter Biden? Why has there not been one indictment on Obama? Well, if you ask the Q supporters, they're already in prison, and they're just low telling us. If you if you believe the Q followers, they think it's all being done under the radar, so nobody notices. And I've been, you know, how long I've been hearing that, being awake as long. I've been speaking out on Facebook since 2010. Yeah, and I was and... part of Anonymous. I was part of all that, and that that shit ain't true. I, I the proof is in the pudding. I want to see it. I'll <laughs> give. 
I'll give uh, Q uh, a, a little shout out that in the very beginning of this stuff, you guys brought a lot of things to an awareness. Oh, amen. But, yeah. They... But I'm not trusting the fucking plan. <laughs> the no, plan's I, been going on trust... for a long fucking time and there's no long time. It's I quality. remember Anonymous saying the same crap. We got you. We're going to do this and this and never doing anything. Right. And the only thing that trusting the plan has done is to keep us at bay. Right. Keep us sitting on our hands. So it's time Waiting for, for Superman people. to come and save us all. It's time for people to abolish this government and that meaning overthrow. There's a big difference right. in there. People big continue to make this big fucking mistake about abolish and overthrow. Do what our founders did. We'll write a new day of declaration for independence. Send it up to D.C. or whatever and tell them by this date, we're all not going to work. We're all yep. going to pull our money out of the banks. And then we're going yep. to sit our fucking asses at home and we'll crash the damn thing ourselves. And that's that's the way it needs to be done. It's yes. just no longer participating in the game. And when when it's like stepping out of the matrix, you just you, and I have I stepped out when I left my husband um, in 2017. I became a nomad. I, I don't do anything. I don't vote. I will not participate. I buy from people as much as I can. I <clears throat> I uh, I don't want to I don't want to play the game. I, I don't care about participating in their games and and truthfully if we all did that it would change it but it has to start in locally so you just like we're gonna have um barbecues at our in our neighborhood and invite people over and educate you know talk to people get them to understand and see and say hey if anything ever happens you know let's let's make sure we got each other's back right because we're all human and make sure they know you're human that you're a good person and you deserve to be protected. And that's, and it'll spread from there, right? <clears throat> Once people right. start seeing that we're gathering together, like we did in the seventies, me growing up in a small town in Idaho, everybody helped everyone. <clears throat> yep. If the police came to my house, the, all the neighbors wanted to know what the hell was going on and they would protect me over the cops. Like they'd be like, Hey, I know your brother and your sister. I will whoop your ass <laughs> and try to arrest her. You know, they, that's how I grew up. And I never seen the, the, the tyranny of being that we see now. It was the people mattered. We didn't, we never gave um, police or government officials like any kind of pride for what they did unless they did something for us. But they were workers, you know, we treat them like they should be working for us, like the boss. But it's not like that now. Yeah, and you know, like you're saying, you got to start locally. Mm -hmm. To go, people and people ask all the time. Well, what can I do, and where should I go? My advice mm -hmm. is, you can go to your local, and I'm not talking Walmart. I'm not talking no. about all these big conglomerate uh, Albertsons grocery stores. I'm talking about your local, uh, locally owned food markets or wherever. Talk to people there or go to your farmer's markets and talk to people there. Well, and there are Facebook um, places 
that you can look up, like I'm a part, well, I wouldn't say I'm a part because I don't like to join clubs, but there's Health Freedom Idaho. And Health Freedom Idaho, you know, will then send you to other people that have your kind of thinking and it gets you involved in all kinds of local things. So Health Freedom is all over the, all over America. So, I mean, join anything on Facebook that can get you gathered with like-minded people. And you can look up the local prepper on TikTok. And he, I follow him and there is a homesteaders page that you can go on to and they will connect you to homesteaders in your area. Yeah, and we have a lot here in Idaho because we have a a lot of Mormons and Mormons prep. They always (laughs) have prep. They prep for eight years. And, you know, uh, me and Lambo, we kind of seen different uh, sides to this about the uh, not going to work thing because he's concerned that it's going to destroy the small businesses. And my thing to him was, think about it. If we're going to lose it all anyways. Right. That's why it's we- called a sacrifice. We're just going to have to, and yep. we'll have to rebuild everything once we get something going after everything that's going to happen. Right. So a little shout out to uh, Lambo. So everybody go check out a little extra Lambo podcast. He's so amazing. There's your, there's your, there's your promo there. Lambo, you promote me all the time on your podcast. So I'm promoting you on this one. But, I listen uh, to both of you guys at work. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He does great work. And I just listened to his that he had with uh, Joshua Gaddis, which is a really excellent podcast. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. I'll definitely get on it. But uh, people, you need to get involved in your in your local communities. Uh, Barter trade systems need to be in place Uh, when you're faced with shitting shit hitting the fan. It's the only people that's going to be around you are the people in your community. Yes. They're the only ones that are going to be able to rely on to help. People are going to help you. You're going to have to help them. And, Gather your know, tribe. A tribe of people. You, your government's not going to save you. Trump's not mm-hmm. going to save you. DeSantis isn't going to save you. You're going to more save likely, you. More than likely, your military is not going to save you because they're too fucking woke and wearing dresses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah, crazy it's, world. But it's I mean, that's where it starts at. And we need to have these conversations now because I'm telling you, by July first, it's over. Right. And you know, I am so blessed that I have um been such an outspoken because I can't even go to a store without educating someone, right? I'm always planting seeds wherever I go. And I have a very beautiful tribe of people that are are like me. And we have plants put together. We have, um, all of us have a talent of some sort that will help, you know, with the tribe. And it, it, it makes you feel safer. You will literally feel more safe knowing that your neighbor's got your back than you will thinking those cops or that government's got your back. Because I guarantee you power always corrupts. Always, always. And your neighbors, we're, we are not corrupted because we're not getting paid to do this. We're losing everything for this. Yes, absolutely. And anyone need any help with survival, 
and any of that stuff, go to my link tree on TikTok, Instagram, True Social, or uh, Twitter, and go to Mr. Freedom Sticks Survival Virtual Workshop. I love Freedom he, Stick. He will, he's a hero. He's awesome. He's He will go through your action plans and find any holes in your action plans. He will help get you prepared for what you need to be getting. Uh, if not, uh, reach out to me or Lambo. We are also preppers and survivalists. So, you know, just start looking, start getting, step prepared if you're not prepared already. And I'm a medicine woman. Like, I can help um, show you where to go to get your medicines and how to make it yourself. And so, because that'll be hugely important when everything goes bad is to have medicine. And to have things that can heal. And I have bags upon bags of medicine and um, emergency kits. And it's all important to have. Those are the first things. Because if somebody gets hurt, you got to take care of them. Yeah. I mean, you got to have like iodine. You have to have uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide, some alcohol. Insulin. Yep. Anything, yeah, start storing insulin. <laughs> if if you take medicines, you're gonna have to find a way to either make it or you know find something that's a equivalent to it. I even have stints like for broken bones. I have all the tape, everything you need to make a cast. Like I've thought of it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. As far as like the medicine thing, I'm I'll be interested to talk to you offline about that because you know just learning how to make the stuff it's so simple oh my gosh i it's funny that my my family you know when i grew up we never went to doctors right this is the 70s in a small town idaho (laughs) and um we never went to doctors so we always just did um these things at home dandelion literally if you took all the harvested your dandelions in your yard I'm telling you right there, just with dandelion, you will have a life-saving medicine. And you know what? I was laughing because I have behind my fence is a whole big stash of dandelions growing back there. And I was talking to somebody on TikTok and they're like, you better go get all that dandelion. (laughs) I was like, okay. Yeah, before you want to do it before it blooms, you know, goes into the um, puff ball. Um, so you want to get the whole root because the root, the stem, and the flower are all three very important things. And they all three serve different purposes. Same with thistle. Everything that they call noxious weeds are medicine. <laughs> it's medicine. Yeah. And yeah. it literally will grow around you. Thistle is another great antibiotic. It, it helps cure almost any kind of virus, um, cold. You know, it boosts the immune system, basically. And same with dandelion. You can make it into a tea. You can put it in a salad. You can roast them. I mean, they're so amazing. I eat them right from the ground as long as I know it's never been sprayed. And you need to know it's never because Roundup stays in your ground for a long time. And so you want to make sure you rinse it off real good. Um, But if you're out in the mountains and you find blueberries, eat them. Those are like crazy healthy. Um, And don't rinse them off. Yeah. Yep. There's so many ways that we, and we used to know this only a hundred years ago, did they, did they take over the medicine? And so this is, 
the real medicine. They're even using it in it. They just added oil to profit off of it. Yeah. And uh, I know somebody, it sounds crazy, but uh, part of their prep is they uh, grow leeches. Oh. And that's for their medicinal purposes. And they they talk highly about using leeches whenever you absolutely and they you still know. use leeches in hospitals. So I was like, I would have never even thought about that. I was like, that's probably one of the most interesting things I've seen somebody prep with. And they got a pond and it's full of leeches. That's and that's brilliant. Actually, I, I've never heard anybody harvest them, so that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, they it, are great for infections. They, yeah, they're phenomenal. They're creepy. And that's the that's the thing about getting connected with people. I mean, you will find out there's something that you didn't even think of. I mean, I wouldn't Every even day. thought of leeches. Just uh, Every day I learn something new. It's a beautiful one thing that's beautiful about being able to talk to people from all over the world is that you get to learn all kinds of different perspectives and healing methods and and understanding of certain issues like i love listening to everybody's perspective especially in the healers listening to different ways different cultures heal now there's is, a book called the lost ways i haven't gotten I it yet book. i haven't gotten it yet but i'm going to because i want to learn you know all the the pioneer ways of doing things and a lot of the native americans and making uh, certain foods and certain medicines as well well, there's one that I always recommend to everybody to at least research and understand. Because I definitely, when it comes to medicine, you definitely need to um, know that certain chemicals do, like plants, if you don't want to mix them, right? Okay. There, you can have issues. And you never know if you're going to be allergic to anything. So you always want to test something out before you actually full, do a full dose. Um. Because well, like with anything, you and especially now that our bodies are so deep, so toxified, and everybody's is, we're all filled with parasites, we're all filled with nasty toxins and heavy metals. So the best thing before you start doing a lot of natural remedies is to fast. And um, what I recommend is in, when you go to bed, you wake up, right? And you, they call it a breakfast for a reason, you're breaking a fast. Stay that fast for as long as you can, right? In the beginning, just till three, four in the afternoon before you eat or drink anything. I get coffee. I sip that coffee, you know, try not to do too much. And try that out for a few days and then um, go into then days of fasting, like one or two days fast completely. Um, and then start taking things to detoxify yourself. Um, there's all kinds of different methods um, to deworm yourself to detoxify yourself, clean out your system so you have a whole new way of being before ingesting things that are good for you. Because sometimes we've screwed our bodies up so bad that when you go to do something good for you, it's not going to be absorbed right because we're so full of these things. Yeah, and I've actually, I've been sitting on, a on some lives and there's a lady that... Um, she talks about this stuff and i don't know if you know who uh audra pierce is she goes by a pierce texas 33 i get banned so much i forget people's she, name she uh she was talking about doing what you're talking about and she uses 
horse paste, the ivermectin, the mm-hmm. 1.87, and that you can in, you can ingest a little bit of it, and you can mix I've done it, it. In. and she, she swears by it that it does uh, wonders, because ivermectin, I mean, that, I mean, it won a freaking award, it is, it won an award because it is the one, it is done so much for humans, it's not even funny. People don't realize we're mammals, right? Dogs are mammals, cats are mammals. We deworm our dogs and our cats, but we don't deworm ourselves. Like I've literally working in a hospital seen worms coming out of people. I have, now that I've been in this natural thing, I've actually had friends that went really far with doing turpentine, grade food um, turpentine with sugar and and, um, the oil that part, castor oil, just a drop of castor oil, a cube yeah. of sugar and a great food turpentine, just a drop. And she did that. And oh my gosh, my entire toilet was filled. Uh, uh. Yeah. So, I mean, that tells you, and that woman was on a very clean diet. She's what you call a breathitarian. I don't know if you know what that is, but some yeah. people take it to a whole different level, but I don't judge you do you boo. You yeah, you go and breathe that food. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people doing like all kinds of different kinds of lemon water and ginger, turmeric. Oh, I do all, all that. No, she only breathes her food in, meaning that she absorbs the energy from the earth and the sun. So she eats nothing. Oh. I can right? I can just pass up a hamburger or a steak. No, neither can I. But yeah, she <laughs> she definitely goes that far. I I tried to be a vegan and then the more but I'm a studier and I'm a doubter. So I research and I go by what natives did. Um natives nor you know, northern the the natives here in America, um they believe that. You eat mostly fruit and vegetables all the time. And you only eat meat during the winter time. They would kill one buffalo. They would pray over the buffalo. Because I believe that praying and um, thanking the buffalo or whatever you killed takes away the karma from the, the killing, right? Yeah, it's a spiritual connection with the animal. Absolutely. The Jews do it too. They call it kosher. Um it's all about taking that karmatic away from it. And then there's no harm. Um, the way we are eating meat right now, the meat we're eating isn't prayed over. And um, the way they're killed is very um, sick. Yeah, inhumane. Yeah. It's inhumane. Gross. And so you actually, bring, you actually inherit that karma. Even though you didn't do the, the trauma, you, you were part of it. And so in karma, it actually will cause you to get sick. Because of what happened to that cow or that chicken or that pig. Um, so pray over your food every day because, you know, you don't know who made it, who came, who it came from, unless you do. And they're following that route, which is beautiful. And in Idaho, we have those kind of people. So, so what's your uh, take on LSD? <laughs> well, I don't really care for acid. I mean, I've done it in spiritual work. Um I'm more of a mushroom fan. Yeah. Um, I've done DMT a couple times. I plan on doing it a few more times. Um, ayahuasca. Yeah, I want to do that. 
I've had friends that have done it and I'm actually planning a trip to go do it. See, I'm hearing more and more about people microdosing on LSD. Like a lot of veterans are doing it and they're like, actually it's helping them heal. I don't know about and... microdosing LSD. Um, microdosing mushrooms is absolutely being used right now in um, therapy for curing mental illness. And it actually does cure mental illness. The medical field knows this. Yeah. Uh I can't remember. As Joe Rogan had uh, Rick Doolin on, he's oh. uh, and he's talked about all this, and it's it's really interesting to me because I used to I used to trip acid all the time whenever I was Same. younger, and uh, I felt like it really opened my mind up to a lot of things. And, oh, it does. Uh, and I've done mushrooms several times too, as well. I like the mushrooms better than I do the LSD, but. You know, I've been hearing a lot more about both of those being microdosing towards helping people with mental illness, people who have TBIs and uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorders. And I just, I think, think, yeah, I think the Native Americans have been on it. I mean, with their medicines and I think that people need to go back to that old way. And, and Asian um, medicine, oh, yeah. both of them are, I mean, all the natives of all the world knew the truth at one point. I mean, I, I, they were actually way more civilized. And um, have you ever studied Tartarian? I've heard of it, but I, I don't, I'm not gone into that. It's really, that's a good rabbit hole to go down because um, it, it shows certain technologies and things that they actually had and the knowledge they had. And I think that's why they dumbed us down with everything, with all the toxic crap we're being fed um, well, yeah. is to keep us from having that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe uh, I watched a, what was the ancient apocalypse on Netflix. Um, it's Graham. Uh, shit. I can't think of what his last Graham Hancock. He, oh, uh, yeah, I like him. He's gone back and shown that civilizations from almost a million years ago were far more advanced than we are now. And they lived longer, 300 years old. Yeah. They try to tell us we're living longer. No, we're living sicker. I don't see that we're living longer. I have friends dying all around me right now. And, And, you know, I'm only 50. So I... I like the Tartarian. It's an interesting take, but the medicines, it absolutely, if we went back to eating healthy and um, thinking healthy, meaning you have to keep your brain, stress is a big killer. It, yeah. it ups your blood pressure. It, it is absolutely the worst thing for your body. And they, they keep us in a forever. That's one thing I really wish for the, people that are in the awakened part of the political would awaken too, is that when you feed the fear, you're actually feeding, you know, it's good to educate people, but you've got to do it in a way where you're not scaring the crap out of them because stress is what they want us to be. They want us to be in fear. They need us to be in stress. 
you know, and that's why they weaponize the the media on us. I mean, because they're consuming you with fear every day, consuming yep. you with shit you don't need to buy, and then they're just consuming you with all this other propaganda. You know, I learned in marketing, you know, when I was marketing my business, um, I had started a business with someone else um, and created it really big. And then I quit and started my own. Um, so I learned a lot about marketing. And if you ever listen to Bill Hicks, yes. oh, my God, <laughs> watch his one on marketing, because that's how I feel. Marketing is brainwashing. We literally use colors and designs and all kinds of stuff to manipulate your brain into buying my product or my services. And you think the government and the media aren't using that? That's psychology. Like they're literally going into your brain and manipulating it. Oh, well, I mean, just look at the devices we have in our hands. Anytime you say something about, uh, I want to look at purchasing a new car tomorrow. And tired. then then five minutes later you go to log on to you know look up a tiktok or look at facebook or whatever and then all of a sudden you see the ads for new cars yeah i just bought one and i have never ending supply of looking at other cars that i could have gotten instead <laughs> it's horrible that suck. man i should have went with that other one <laughs> I know it's terrible, but yeah, it's, um, and they want us to be that way. You know, it's literally to make you depressed and, and, and emotional and women are, you know, already an emotional being. So we're way easier to manipulate. That's why you see all these liberal women, um, acting the way they are. My daughter is definitely one of those women. They don't even know know the definition of a woman. (laughs) Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? A woman has a penis. (laughs) Oh my God. I never dreamt. Okay. I've been awake and was for a long time and been thinking about all the ways they could. I never went down that path that people would really believe this crap. I just, I I just think, am I in the worst fucking episode of a fucking Twilight Zone movie? Right. Or Black Mirror. It's like, what the? It's like the video I did the other day on TikTok. I said uh, it was about the um, UFO that they spotted over a conflict zone and they had footage of it. And I was like, if it's true and it's a real fucking UFO, could you please pick me up and take my ass with you? <laughs> you know, I have a I have a funny I heard this comedian on TikTok say I, you know, because I did. I'm an alien. I was an alien fan and I, you know, ancient aliens blew my mind. Um. Until Hillary Clinton said that she believed the aliens existed, now I know they're demons. <laughs> I go completely opposite of whatever they're thinking because they've got to be interdimensional beings or demons or something else because I truly think it's going to be a fake alien invasion of all kinds because they was, really have got people thinking that way. Quit reading my mind because I was just getting ready to ask you, what's your thought on Project Bluebeam? Well, that's obvious. We've seen it in action, and they absolutely will use that against us. There's no doubt in my mind they already have. Oh, they did. I'm 9/11. pretty sure they did it. In, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they did it in 9-11. 9-11, that, yeah. one, that one in the planes, that was holograms in the damn building. Right, and you know what's funny to me? When those planes went through the building, like they, you know, like it was butter, you know, right. those light planes going right through it, and you could see the nose come out the other end. And the building explodes. It doesn't implode. Usually when something goes in a building, it implodes. 
But no, this one exploded. Right. But that yeah. right there just blew my mind. Did you ever see the documentary in plain sight? Yes. Yeah, oh, I my mean, God. They, he, he broke it down that way. And then I uh, know. You know is like Project Bluebeam. That's what, exactly what it is. <laughs> Made it look like planes. Because I saw the second one hit. I, I watched it, you know, live on television. I was at home getting my daughter ready for school. And my roommate woke me up and said, um, there's a plane crash or a building that was hit before, you know, we knew it was a plane and, or a plane and watched it live. And that was detrimental. But I... I can tell you it when I saw it, it didn't make sense because of the explosion, because I I know how things work, you know. It none of, and the building's falling, like what? That looks like a controlled well, demolition. That, yeah. What? The building would have just fallen over, or you know, it would have stayed, you know, it would have fallen off in certain areas, but uh, for it to implode the way it did and fall into its own footprint, just. Uh, no, no, you, there's things that have to be done to make it do that. And it's like common sense left people's minds that day. Like, yeah, I mean, just me, I was sitting in the emergency room and we were sitting in triage and we were watching good morning America. And they came across saying that something hit the, hit the, hit the twin towers. And, you know, we were there the entire day and our hospital went on lockdown and we had, you know, uh, sheriff department and local police station at the doors. And we were just watching everything that was going on. And, uh, I was just like, I'm calling bullshit. I was like, how's a building just come straight down like that? Cause it looked like it was imploded. I was like, and they're trying to say maybe that the jet fuel caused it. I was like, that can't possibly cause the uh, I forgot what's called the thermatics or whatever, just don't sound right. And me and a couple of friends were talking about it because he is actual, he is biology major or whatever. And he was like, there's no fucking way it that's wasn't hot enough to fucking cause it to do that. And we went into these conspiracies about it. And then, you know, here we are a few years later, we met up again. He was like, I knew them fuckers did that. And he said, <laughs> he's like, they just wanted to do that, put us at war. I was like, no, they did it because they wanted to put in the DHS and take away all of our goddamn rights. <laughs> the Patriot Act, the NDAA, the era. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, people... they got a lot. And, and it was to get us in war because they we weren't going um, to let them go again because everybody was kind of anti-war at the time. We were all over war, done. And they were like, well, shit, we need to get to Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, we need to get back in there. And so part of it was that. And then the other part was to see how we'd react. It was to put us all in trauma-based mindset. Yeah, and still people believe that the whole weapons of mass destruction thing. I'm like, go look at Saddam Hussein took the <laughs> petrodollar off and put it on the petro euro. And anybody knows that when something comes off the petrodollar, our military is going to go in and kick the door exactly. in and they're going to take their country over. And liberals believe that because I was a liberal, right? So we actually all thought that we all knew wars were evil. We all knew the whole corruption of it. I mean, the majority of them and we fought against it. And now they're all go to war. Let's go to war. War rules. Let's send billions of dollars over them to help them go to war. I'm like, what is wrong with you Democrats? Like you guys were the hippies. 
like right. <laughs> against the wars. Yet here you are promoting it. It's so, but if you think about it, they're the soft-hearted ones. They're the ones that when you have an open heart and you're just all love and light, you're easily to, easy to manipulate because you love. You know, you don't have experience to realize how screwed up like with me i had gone through things that made me awaken right my son getting vaccine injured and knowing the medical field was corrupt then losing everything in 2008 because i was a real estate agent and the market crashed and i was part of occupy wall street like they bailed out our banks that fraudulently gave us all these loans and they bailed them out billions. We lost everything. My, my whole family, me, my husband, my son, and my daughter were homeless, like days from homelessness. Damn. Just because a friend of ours offered us um, a home to rent. Did we? And that's how I started my business. It's a long story. My dogs, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh... Um, that woke me up to the, the, the money system and the whole, and it just was downhill from there, you know? Yeah, uh, I got really into the financials when there's a uh, group called Storm Clouds Gathering on YouTube. I love Storm Clouds. I love them. I used to watch your videos all the time because they're so informative on what is going on with our money. They explained exactly what the dollar is, what the fiat currency is, what fractional banking is. People need to understand the shit that this country has done with our monetary system. They have completely went against what the founders originally put in the Constitution. Right. And, and the taxes. And, and, and they've just completely used the people in this country's backs as the debt to the money we have now. Right. Well, and the taxes, I mean, literally, there is no law out there that says that you have to pay a federal tax there is no law no. yet it's called an assumed law meaning that people um just pay it they they don't even question it so they're like well you're you're paying us so we're going to take it i mean you're not questioning it so and that's what there was a guy back in like 2005 2008 somewhere around there that um or a woman that was going to pay like $150,000 or even more i can't remember it's been so long but um, she was going to pay this massive amount of money to anybody that could show her where that law was. And nobody could. Nobody. She was a tax law attorney. And they, and this one guy's like, I could do it. And that's going to be in a simple, you know, 100000 whatever dollars. So he goes and digs and he said weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks went by and he could never find it. Yeah, it's, it's we've not. been... We're, yeah, it's all a delusion, illusion, lie. The only thing that the taxes were supposed to be for was for businesses. They were supposed right. to pay a business tax. It was never to be issued onto the American people. But what when we allowed the Federal Reserve, uh, at, uh, Federal Reserve Act in 1913 to take over, that's when they instituted the in income tax. Exactly. Who owns that, by the way? Who owns yeah. that? Yeah. It's hmm. Not us. Not the government. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anything federal. <laughs> <at all. laughs> Pre nineteen thirteen, you never had to pay income tax. That was never a right. thing. 
it was right. always supposed to be the businesses were supposed to pay a business tax and that was it. Yeah. People don't get that. And we're literally paying about 55% in taxes. If you really look at everything that you pay tax on and you really add it up, people don't notice it because it's everywhere, right? Beer tax, gas tax, your sales tax, your property debt tax. tax. I mean, you can't even die without paying a tax. It is so <laughs> fucking insane. Who fucking came up with that one? That's a <laughs> person in the, yeah, let's Dude, pay a debt tax. They're dead, but they're going to have to pay a tax. That's what you get for dying, bitch. <laughs> We're going to tax <laughs> you. family. Right. My grandmother and my grandfather built Magic Valley. They um, grew up during the Depression, and they owned a, um, a well drilling company. And I think I get a lot of my intelligence or my understanding of what it was supposed to be like from them. They, you know, small town, they, they were in Jerome and they built this huge facility and um, made a lot of freaking money, right? In the 80s and 90s, they were pretty wealthy. Um, then when my grandfather died, you know, grandma's only left and then grandma dies and it was pretty much absorbed. Like they steal so much money from people at death. It's not even funny. Every time someone dies, your half of your their money and income goes to the government. Well, did and you see, did you see the story today where there's a lady? Uh, I can't remember. I think is in maybe Massachusetts. I can't remember, but she owed fifteen thousand dollars in property tax, and they confiscated her home and sold it for forty thousand dollars. And I remember kept, that. They kept the the twenty five thousand that was left over. Didn't give it to her. They kept it. I know because so they don't now, care about us. They don't care about us. The Supreme Court is now going to look at if they're allowed to seize property right. because of your your property taxes. If you owe so much, they can just take your property from you. See, and I'm, that's where I'm. A, I'm a nomad. Is I will not buy. I didn't want to buy a car on a credit because I didn't want to have you know, all that crap on me, but I had to, because I, it, the, the way the cars are selling right now, it's terrible. Um, but I won't buy a house. If I'm going to go, I'm gonna go no, are you, you didn't I'm buy an electric girl. Uh, no, I, no, no, no. I bought me a Honda though. <laughs> <laughs> it is Chinese that gas. or Japanese. I should say it's a good car, but no, it, it, I won't buy a house because you'll never really own it. You're, you're going to pay on it for the rest of your freaking life, and you will still always pay on it. Even after you paid it off, you're going to be paying that government. Every year, you're going to pay them. And that's a rent, right? Yeah. We, that's not how it was supposed to be. And so if they, if they only allow us to live in these places, and at any time they can come and take you, that's why you go and claim land. I love, there's a guy in England that claimed land. He built all the stuff years he's been doing it. Nobody really noticed. And then one day they were like, wait a minute. How do you own that land? <laughs> and they, they've actually let him stay there because I don't know. I can't remember the reason why, but they let him stay there. And I have a lot of friends that claim land that nobody knows. You know, you just, we were legally allowed to do that. It's in our constitution that you can claim land. Yeah. Um, Is there any states that you can do, still do that? I mean, I know. Alaska, you can do it as long as you're brave enough and you keep it shut the fuck up. 
you know what I mean? Don't talk about it. You just go and do it. Don't say where, when. You have to pretty much go off this whole grid. But there's so much vast land out there that you can go out in the middle of BFE and nobody would know. Well, I'm just going to go Delaware and I'm just going to claim Biden's backyard. This is my land. <laughs> Amen. And, and you can naturally do that. You just take him up on arms. You do the words of documents you're high over here. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, imagine if a million of us did that. You know what I'm saying? That would absolutely work. Wouldn't that be funny if we all showed up in Washington, D.C.? Uh, we're claiming this land. Get off my fucking land. <laughs> That's not even part of the United States. That's the crazy part that people are okay yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Constitution, forts, ports, and 10 square miles, they're only supposed to own those and. They want to say, oh, well, we have national and federal land force and all that shit. No, you don't. It belongs to the states. If you guys yeah. would look in the Constitution and understand, these motherfuckers can't own anything outside that. If people only knew what the power they actually held, they yeah. would, we'd be revolting tomorrow. Because literally, we are, as humans, if once we come together, that's why it's united we stand. Once we come together, they have, they are so few and we are so many. Right. <laughs> like, they wouldn't stand a chance. Our energy alone would devour, devour them. Now, I was watching a documentary the other day. I uh, can't remember which one it was, but they were talking about about every hundred years, you will see a shift in the financials of the world and your countries will, that were the powerhouse for currency will lose their you know ability to be number one in the world so we are well past the 100 year mark um here in the u.s so we're way past we're way past due for a revolution i think know? it's like 100 i think we're at 113 years i believe so every 100 years it's supposed to shift so, yeah, I mean, people in this country better wake up real quick because this whole Fed now act, the central banking digital currency system, the digital ID, the social credit score, everybody that wants to continue to say, oh, well, that's just, you know, conspiracy. It's look not. around, look around the world. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. Canada, Australia, it's London. Yeah, well, England has already been taken over long ago. That's my ex-husband is English. Well, they're going with the they're going with the fifteen-minute cities over there now. So it's and it'll be easy for them to do that because those guys never really had any control over their government. Well, I mean, it, the funny thing of it of that is uh, Oxfordshire, England. They told them that they were going to do a test of a fifteen-minute city. These motherfuckers went and got in that damn city and they barricaded them in there and the people didn't like it. So they were like, we went out and then they brought in the military and their uh, police and forced the people back into the city and they're still fighting them over it. Isn't that crazy how easy it's done? Yep. And they're just selling it. What happens when you give up your guns? That's why uh, they're selling it as, oh, well, you know, we're saving the planet. (laughs) we're here to save these people not hurt them i've but, heard that before but looking around, 
but looking around my city and uh, the areas I'm at, because we have a metropolitan that has about 350,000 people in it, and we got 15-minute cities, and this is something that Lambo and one of his guests was talking about. They are changing the building codes and the regulations, and we're not seeing the high-rises just yet, but uh, when I was talking to Doc House a few weeks ago, he said that there was a new subdivision that was being built, and it was a one-way in, and they had your hospital, your your restaurants, and then your community right there all within 15 minutes. Yeah, um, it's happening here in Idaho, too. <clears throat> we are, we're watching massive builds go, and all of them have all the everything you need right there. It's, and, you know, being in real estate, it was easy to see, you know, to watch happen, you know, building on top of each other. They were bringing in houses that Idaho, you know, we have a lot of space, but here are these houses, they're all really tightly knit together. And then they have their own grocery store, their own library, their own everything. And yeah, yeah, that's because a bunch of things came to Idaho a long time ago. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you're out there on that Pacific Northwest where, you know, Oregon and Washington and California are just the fuck surrounded by it. You're surrounded by fucktards. (laughs) (laughs) And sadly, Boise is really filled with it. People think Idaho is doing that. We don't have any issues. And I'm like, you've never been to a rally like I've been to a bunch of rallies. And trust me, they're here. They're definitely here. I've been fighting with them for years. And to the people that are in Northern California, in uh, Eastern Washington, Eastern Oregon, I take that back. You guys are not the fucktards. It's the ones that are <laughs> big cities in your states yeah. that are controlling everything that you can and can't do. And the small town people need to get the hell up. They're the ones that are keeping it, keeping the big city folk, allowing them to do what they're doing. Because we, like I said, Idaho's red, but... They allow these Democrats, you know, here in Boise to take over everything without even standing up to anything. And Ammon Bundy, and you see what's happening with Ammon, don't you? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they're just throwing him under the bus and the media destroys him. And I can tell you, Idaho News is the most corrupt news. I I have literally been to protests where... um, it was for the Bernie rally, and this is before 2020. There was a Bernie rally. This is when Trump was running for the first time. And the Trump people were over on one side, and that's anti-vaxxers were on another. And they literally would come in. The Bernie people would come in. And here I used to love Bernie. I know. I was, I was a dumb liberal. Anyways, they we came in the and were trying right, to embarrassed. <laughs> blocking my signs and pushing me and being violent with us right and we weren't we were being very passive we were just you know move around and try to avoid them um but all of a sudden we look over and mind you my hands are full i didn't document it but i one of us did um we watched a bernie rally person run up in front of the trump people with a nazi flag and pose for a picture and then run off the trump people didn't even know what happened the next day on the news there is a picture of the Trump people with that Nazi flag, making it look like they are the ones promoting it. Yeah. I watched this happen. And that, and all these rallies, they've always turned them into violence. 
we went into the Capitol to um, speak up against the some bills that were being passed in 2020. This was the end of 2020 or 2021. Was that the one that Amen was at? Yeah, where they broke, we broke through the door. Yeah, because they shut the door in my face. They shut the door right in my face and said, "You're not allowed in." And then all hell broke loose. Like we just started pulling those doors open, and and mind you, every person that was in it were armed. We all had guns on us. Not yeah. one of us pulled a gun. Not one of us pointed a gun. And it was a pretty, you know, push and shove kind of thing, but no violence. And then when the door broke, they had to let us in. They had no choice. But then they just kept moving it from different rooms to different rooms. They didn't want us to have a voice. And the law was passed. I've been tied to the Bundys since the Bunker Hill out in Nevada. The standoff they had back there with, uh, I don't know, you know, EJ Parker. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been following him for a long time when he made his run for for state for what was the Senate. And then, uh, yeah, all those guys and uh, LaVoy Finnecombe, Shalice Finnecombe. Love them. Yeah, I I love LaVoy. LaVoy was uh, a mentor to me. Uh, Watched a lot of his YouTube videos on Constitution and his explanations of things and yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, they were they're my heroes. I loved watching them on their horses come up on the field and take on the FBI. I was like, there is nothing <laughs> better than this. This uh, is amazing. The the picture of EJ behind the fifty cow on the laying on mm. the bridge in the overpass was uh, always an awesome fucking uh, picture. So patriotic. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to get Shalice to come on my show. So oh, uh, I will definitely be a. I will definitely push that. Uh, she has she responded. Uh, she responded to me about a couple months ago. She said that she was going to think about it because she was still dealing, you know, with a lot of things with her mom trying to uh, get a lawsuit against, you know, Oregon State Police and. Kate Brown and all them for the wrongful death of her husband. So I was like, okay, whenever you get time, I would like to have you on. So, and I have a, they're going through a lot. Ammon too. Ammon's being arrested again. He's arrested almost every, every week. (laughs) He's my hero. I stood there with him right beside him, man. He, and it's so funny, mind you, I was a liberal. So I have a video of me and I'm all calling them Nazis. You know, the police that the state police that were defending the government. Yep. Um, I'm yelling at them and then up walks him and I'm acting like a, a crazy liberal, right? And up runs Ammon and he's like, dude, like, listen, man, this is not how we handle it. <laughs> and he's so calm <laughs> and direct. I was like, I feel like an idiot. I probably should talk calmer. It probably calm things down. <laughs> but no, I'm like, you're a Nazi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, it, it was a lot of energy that day. I sent a lot of a lot of money through uh, GoFundMe and stuff back uh, when they were up there and uh, the Mylar Refuge. So, you know, he lost everything, right? He lost his home. Yeah. 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 I've talked to uh, Ryan's wife too back before he was running for governor, like right after they got out of jail and everything. And just talked about to protect a baby. He was protecting a baby. Like, yeah. what? That's the world we live in. It blows my mind that people, 
and people fall for it. Like I can sit there and try telling people like I'm on KTVB, they have their Facebook thing and I'll try talking to them about what he really is like. And they are just, they call me such horrendous names yeah. for, for thinking, for taking his side. Do you know Joseph O'Shaughnessy too? That sounds familiar. Yeah, he is one of he is one of the guys that was up there at the refuge, and he was also out there at Bunkerville. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I know quite a few. I'm bad with names, but um, that... yeah, I mean that whole situation up in uh, the refuge and John Day and all that was man. You know, they murdered a fucking innocent person. I know. And then try to murder the people in the fucking truck. <laughs> I know. All on video, too. Yeah. You can uh, watch yeah. it for yourself and see that they did nothing to deserve that. No, they didn't. And the fact that he hopped out and he put his hands up in the air and they shot him saying that he was pulling out a gun when everybody knew he left his guns back at the uh, refuge. He didn't well, have it. He didn't. Yeah, he had nothing on him, and they claimed that he was trying to reach for one. And right. in the video, you could see it for yourself. His arm didn't go down till they shot him. Yep. And then they say he tried to swing around and shoot him. No, he didn't. Uh, no. Nope. And, and Shalice they were shooting that, at him while they were in the car before, while they were being chased. They were shooting at him. You can hear the gunshots go off with the who the the granddaughter had the phone on or the video playing in the car. Did you see that one? Yeah, uh, Victoria Sharp. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you can hear everything and know that everything that the feds said were lies. Yeah, because you hear Ryan Payne and Ryan Bundy telling her to get down because they didn't want her to get shot. Right. But, you know, it's just crazy. And the saddest thing of it all that I didn't know until Shalise talked about it was they let him lay out there in that fucking snowbank the entire fucking night. Yeah, I heard that on one of her videos that just ripped my heart out. That just disgusts me and that pisses me off and it just goes to show your government will kill you. Yes. Kate Brown wanted that thing ended and she put out a hit on him. I think that's where it came from. Yep, I think so too. Well, I mean, because he was waking people up. He was showing people how to take care of themselves and how to defend themselves and teaching them about real, real law. You know, the real law, <laughs> not the lies that we've been fed. And he was truly, oh, he was such a hero. And yeah. the cool thing is, I mean, I know as the press, he will always be known now in history. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, he, he's a martyr and he, they made him a martyr. Yep, and you still see, I still see people from time to time with the LV stickers on the back of their truck or their car, yep. you yep. know, and that legacy will continue to, the, that legacy will still continue to be going around and I will still continue to push him out there because every so often you'll see me post a video with him in it and, you know, it'll get taken down and won't be up for long, though I'm actually take it down, but. I'm shocked hers is still up. I'm so happy that she's got like 65,000 followers. Like if anybody needed a a large following, it's her. Yep. 100%. I'm not a big, I don't care if people follow me. You know, I'm one of those that I'm just, 
here to awaken people. I'm not here for my ego. I try to stay on as long as I can to get the message through, but most of mine get banned and deleted immediately. Anytime I talk about yeah. the vaccines. So people In like her need to be on it. Yeah. And that's why I want to get her on the show. I was like, you know, I want to have you or your mom on the show or both of you on the show to promote the documentaries that they've got, the books that they've written, and to also keep us up to date on what these uh, uh, trials that they're trying to get. But the federal judges and the other judges are all throwing them out because they know they're in the wrong. Right. But, you know, they're not going to admit to any of that. So they never do. But yeah, we they'll, know. they'll go down. They're, I mean, they're going to go down. I believe that that we win this, right? That the victory will be ours and that she will have justice. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not in our lifetime, but I know it's coming. I think uh, the government altogether need to be at a very adhered warning that shit hits the fan we the people are going to take this country back and things are going to get done and we're going to make an example out of every single one of you the people in the media will be treated yeah. the same just like during the Nuremberg trials absolutely and they really were the worst of the worst they're the reason you know, yep. the government couldn't have done what they did if it wasn't for the media. The yeah, media definitely needs, like, have you ever seen the movie They Live? Yeah. Remember when he went into the media and they found the big old pipe that led to the, everything? Anyways, that's exact. I'm like, that's what we need to do is mm -hmm. go and protest and stand and make a big deal in front of every single media station all over the United States. That would be a fabulous mm -hmm. way to start again. Because those we are just people. Yeah. And we can thank Obama for that. And I've said it on many shows in 2012, he signed the Smith Munt Modernization Act, which yes, he launched did. propaganda on the American people, which people, if you would do your research, that was outlawed after the end of World War Two. Yep. And, yeah. you know, I voted Obama in, in 2008. And I don't hold any grudge against you for that because I know there's been a lot of people that were fooled by Obama. Hope and change, baby. Hope and change. And then all we got was him signing the NDA, signing <laughs> the Patriot Act back in, doing the opposite of what he said he was going to do. So I didn't vote again since then. I have never voted since. I loved Ron Paul. Oh, my gosh. Like, he, he was... Mm. He was yeah. never given the opportunity because he was a threat to the system because he wanted oh. to abolish everything that was federal overreaching and all these branches needed to go and they didn't want him to have any part of that. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of his son. I don't know if Rand, I think he plays the game. I pray that maybe he's just playing the game until he can make real change, but. He's not his dad. He's not. He's sure. not his dad. No. And I think he's just playing political theater like the rest of them. Yep. Yep. All of them. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. And this is amazing. We will have to definitely do this again. Okay. And I'm game. 
I want to start my own podcast soon. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I can come more. on to your show if you if you want me to come on there. Uh, yeah, you would definitely so, be on my show. So, uh, you know, just reach out to me or Lambo or, you know, we'll help you try and get your podcast up and running. Just think of what you want to call it and how you want to do it. And we'll help you. Yep. That, I, I will definitely put out a notice to people that I, I communicate mostly with. So you will definitely know when I have it. Um, we're hoping to do it in a couple weeks. Um, me and, and it's a friend of mine that's part of the anti-vax movement here. So okay. we are, we're both pretty strong women that have a lot to say. So that's good. We need more, more strong women out there. Yes, we do. And yes, we do. real women, not one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're okay with them too. If you have a wiener and you're, you know, you actually have a mind still, we wouldn't mind that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So why don't you give uh, everybody uh where they can find you at right now i oh what am i storm i've changed my name so many times <laughs> storm the truth 1111.52 um 53 has been stolen by some guy that ha is trying to make me look bad so i'm not 53 and i have 54 coming because i'll probably be down here soon so you really and i'm storm the truth 1111 on instagram Okay. I don't. I don't give out my Facebook. Uh, I don't. I I was device banned a long time ago on Facebook, so I never went back. Yeah, I still speak out on it, but and I've been doing it for years, so they're used to me. I just don't use it very much because I don't like Facebook. I think I probably went through about sixty accounts over there too. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. I don't even know. I have no but, idea how many numbers. But you get the uh, podcast up and going. Uh, well, I'll help you any way you you know anything you need. Just reach out, and I will add it to my link tree and put it under my podcast section. Then that way, people can also come take a look at it from there, and I will promote it on my show as well. Oh, I so appreciate you, Renegade. You're amazing, and I'm so grateful for people like you that are sticking to it no matter what. You're amazing. You, I, I'm so proud to know who you are. Well, thank you. And we'll just keep fighting this fight together. Just don't give up. Never, never. All right. Any last words? Um, no, I think that not never giving up is the perfect way to end it on. All right. Well, that's the show, everybody. And thanks for listening. I want to take a moment and support and promote fed up gear. Fed Up is having a Fed Up Flat Earth Festival in Pattersonville, New York on July 29th and 30th. It will be held at the Indian Lookout Country Club. There needs to be a minimum of 250 pre-order tickets needed to confirm the event. Now, he's still needing people to buy tickets so he can get the event put on. If you want tickets, please go to fedupgear.com and get your tickets today. Now, the ticket includes a two-day admission and an event t-shirt. And anyone with children 12 and under, they need to be accompanied by a ticket holder and they will be admitted for free. Now, this is the biggest and best names of the Flat Earth Society being at this event. He's going to have Caleb.fe, Dare IK, Queen of the Flock, 
Wits It Gets It, Blom Treasy, and True Earthers Unite. Now, if you're interested in this event, please go see the website fedupgear.com for your tickets. Also, please go join the Fed Up Flat Earth Festival chat on Telegram and let them know Renegade sent you. And before I end the show, I also want everyone to go and check out these patriotic businesses and these organizations. So I want you to go to check out Saints and Sinners Hat Company. It's ran by Three Rows. He is making some badass hats. Please go check him out and get you a hat. Also, go check out PatriotFishingGear.us. It's ran by Donnie. He has some badass gear as well. He has hats, shirts, custom tumblers, and he is also in the process of making rods and reels. Also, check out Star Spangled Designs by Amy. She's making some badass patriotic jewelry, and you just go check it out. Go check her out and get you some badass jewelry. Check out these 501c3s, changeunchained.com. It's ran by Troy and his wife. They actually go out and they hunt down the human traffickers, the child sex traffickers, uh, you name it. They do it, and they get the survivors. They bring them back to their burn-it-down ranch which has a bunch of tiny homes on this ranch. And go to their merch shop, and anything that you buy will help those tiny homes that they are building. Next to be We Want the Names Foundation. It's ran by Jess and Amy, and they do the same thing. They they help give uh, therapy, and they have sessions for people who have suffered from sexual assault. And they help those victims out as well. Then you have One's Purpose. They do the same thing. They hunt down human trafficking and they help their survivors get them therapy. So please, anything you can do to help these foundations out and these businesses out, I would really appreciate it. And finally, please make sure you're following the show so that you can get your notification of the next episode that I release. I have some big things coming up, so I will be making an announcement. So I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast. Find the Kentucky Renegade Patriot on TikTok and Instagram, as well as the Renegades Rant Podcast on Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast, and many others.